Hello, everybody, and welcome to week three of the Process Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Aaron Larson, and I am here to help you with everything related to fantasy football for week three. Hopefully, help you with start-sit decisions. Maybe you're still doing waivers. Maybe you're looking at trades. Maybe you're playing some DFS this week. Hopefully, this is an all-encompassing podcast to help you out with that. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at A.A. Larson, and you can find me at the various places that I write fantasy football articles for. So I am a staff writer at the Fantasy Footballers, a uh, very, very popular podcast. You've probably heard of them. I write my Target Trends article for them. That just came out yesterday. Typically comes out on Tuesday or Wednesday every week. I also write DFS content for Team Rise or Fall. I do Yahoo picks there, and I do stacks of the week every week there as well. And I am part of the Fantasy Pros Expert Consensus Rankings. So that's where you can find me at various places on the internet. But this is the Process Fantasy Football Podcast. This is my baby. This is where I look at matchups each week go through my process and try to find my best, uh, well, the best plays of the week and the plays to avoid every week going through my process, hence the name of the show, where I look at data, uh, matchup data, target trend, snap percentage, air yards, target rate, all of these things, all just to try to find the best and worst uh, plays of the week. So, My goal this week is to try to be a bit more concise. Uh, I tend to ramble sometimes, so I've got my show doc here, and hopefully I can make things a little bit quicker this week. But before we get into that, uh, I do like to go and recap every week the hits and misses that I have. So quickly here, misses from last week, week two. Um, Sam Darnold, I was fading. He did just fine as QB 13. Trey Sermon, I said I was going to take a shot on Trey Sermon. Maybe he would have done better, but really he did not get in until pretty late in the game, and then one carry in, he got concussed. So that was not good. I touted Will Fuller last week. He sat for personal reasons. I'm going to say it's not really my fault, but I'll take the L on that. Terrace Marshall, I thought he was looking good after one week, but he only saw three targets and only gained 17 yards last, uh, last week. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Anthony Schwartz were two long shots I liked. They combined for zero catches. And so did Adam Troutman, who I thought would be trending in the right direction. That was a bad call. He also did nothing. And I I was fading my guy, Robert Tunyon, last week. And then he had that amazing catch from Aaron Rodgers. Had a few other catches as well. Finished uh, inside the top five tight ends. So those were not so good, but we had more hits last week than misses. So for the hits, uh, Teddy Bridgewater and Taylor Heineke were both playable quarterbacks last week, guys that I said you could stream. Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams were both playable last week. I liked both of them. They may not have come through with top performances, but they uh, literally finished back-to-back, RB33, RB34 on the week. So not the worst. I said I like Latavius Murray. He didn't have the best uh, usage numbers, but he got in the end zone. So he was a usable asset. 
Saquon Barkley, I was fading last week. I've been flip-flopping on him a lot, and I'm going to flip-flop again. But as of last week, turned out okay. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, I was not about uh, spending all that fab on Elijah Mitchell last week. And that worked out, but again, partly due to injury. So maybe we'll call that a push. Adam Thielen, I'm going to keep fading him. Uh, wide receiver 32 last week, so that's about where I expect him to be most of the time. Said you got to wait to see it from Brandon Ayuk, and we didn't see it yet, so I take that as it is. My call of the week last week, I would say, was Corey Davis, because as we know, and has as has come to light now, Bill Belichick takes away your best option. And when Corey Davis is your best option and you have a rookie quarterback, he's not going to do well. He did not do well last week. Kind of called it out for those exact reasons on the podcast last week, and that came to fruition. And I really like Noah Fant. He turned out to be really good last week. So that was last week. Let's look ahead now to week three, try and help you out here. Still no buys yet. This is the best part of fantasy football season. Well, the end of fantasy football season is better, but when you have no bye weeks, it's always good. So still no bye weeks. We have one, two, three, four, five games, all projected over 51 points this uh, this week. Two games projected under 43 and a bunch in between. So we'll take a look at all of them. Some highlights. Chargers and Chiefs, Cardinals and Jaguars, Buccaneers and Rams, Seahawks and Vikings, and Eagles and the Cowboys to wrap the week up. Those are the projected, at least, high-scoring games of the week. So, okay, let's start to do this breakdown by position. So what I like to do is go position by position, talk about players that I like for whatever reason, Maybe it's a streaming option. Maybe it's a DFS play. Maybe I think that the consensus is just a little high or low on these players. Starting at the quarterback position. First of all, elephant in the room. Justin Fields starting for Andy Dalton. Yes, go ahead and play Justin Fields. If you drafted him, this is why you drafted him. To play him when he's a starter. Plays against the Bengals. I have him personally ranked as the quarterback 14 on the week. And his ceiling is much higher than that. So yes, if you have him and you don't have like an elite option, absolutely go for it. Okay. uh, Next up, Daniel Jones, who is, believe it or not, the quarterback four on the season. Full transparency here in a dynasty league where I consider myself to be a contender. I traded a first-round pick for the 2022 draft, first-round rookie pick, for Daniel Jones today. Now, I also am very needy of a quarterback in this league, but it was accepted, and I am very happy about it. He takes on the Falcons this week, who have not been good against the quarterback. Um, They've given up quarterback six performance, quarterback four performance so far against the Eagles, and the Buccaneers. So two very different style of quarterbacks. Daniel Jones falls more towards the Jalen Hurts style. But either way, I think that he is a great play this week. 
and uh, great streamer. Fire him up if you got him. Few more deeper guys. Trevor Lawrence. I think Trevor Lawrence. He had a bad week, but I think he's okay. Fifty-two point over under in this game against the Cardinals. Likely playing from behind most of the game. Going to be passing. Still has a little bit of a rushing floor. Hasn't shown it as much as we like, but we'll take it. So fire him up if you've got him. And then Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. Uh, I've been touting him for a while. And I'll be honest, he's fine this week. He's not a must-play by any means, but on a long-term status. If you're in a QB2 league or you're in a league that uh, a lot of backup quarterbacks are rostered, get Baker Mayfield. So through two weeks, he has been very good. He is completing almost 82% of his passes. He has almost 102 QB rating, but he has a 2% touchdown rate. Super low for that. That's like oddly low. So something has to give here. I am banking on him increasing his touchdown rate at some point and having Odell Beckham Jr. back can't hurt that. That's not for certain yet, but maybe by the time you're listening to that, it will be confirmed. Okay, the avoids. Uh, Joe Burrow at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is a great defense, a great pass rush defense, uh, especially considering their their front seven. And Cincinnati's O-line, not great. Uh, Burrow off to a kind of a predictably slow start. Quarterback 18 and quarterback 25. He had those three back-to-back-to-back interceptions last week. But what's more concerning is the fact that he is not using his legs. He was never like the rushing quarterback, but he had that floor. He has one rushing attempt for negative, or no, or it's positive, but it's two. So he has one rushing attempt for two yards this season. Tough divisional matchup against Pittsburgh. No, thank you. I would rather play either of those guys. Trevor Lawrence, Baker Mayfield, Daniel Jones. Put them all in over Burrow this week. And then Tyler Heineke, I liked him last week as a streamer. I do not like him at all this week playing at Buffalo. So he played great last week, but Buffalo has been, at least through two weeks, the toughest matchup for quarterbacks. So those are my quarterbacks uh, looking at this week. Let's move on to running backs. A couple guys near the top. Austin Eckler, if you've got him, you're starting him. I get it. But he is one of my favorite DFS plays this week. He's a running back nine in the season, but it doesn't feel like it. He plays Kansas City this week. Kansas City has given up the third most points to fantasy running backs so far, just through two games. One of those games was Cleveland. Okay, that makes sense. They've got very good running backs. The other was against Baltimore, who has Tyson Williams, Latavius Murray, and crew. So I think Eckler is in for a big week. He, He got back in the target game, back in the passing game. Nine targets last week. I believe he caught all nine of those. And he's getting the goal line work for them. If there's anything you want from a fantasy running back, it's goal line work and passing game work. And he's getting both of those. The other guy, Jonathan Taylor. Again, elite status guy. People are panicking on him. He is very much due for some positive regression near the goal line. So he has... Uh, Let's see here, 13 attempts in the red zone, 8 attempts in the red zone, or excuse me, the 10 zone, and 6 attempts in the 5 zone, and he hasn't gotten in yet. And you might say, like, that's not good. 
that's true. That's not good. But he is getting the work there. And that is so not good that eventually that should at least to some extent go the other direction. So I think he is due for a big game against Tennessee. I have already made DFS lineups that have Eckler and Taylor as my running backs because they are both, in my mind, primed for big, big weeks, and they're reasonably affordable. So now let's get to, is it the elephant in the room? I'm not sure, but one of the main topics of the fantasy football community and of this podcast for three straight weeks, Saquon Barkley, and I have been flip-flopping, flip-flopping. Week one, I said, give him a shot, trust him. Week two, I said, well, week one was bad. Week two is a short week. Let's get him out of there. Week three, I am all in. So he, uh, I believe he literally doubled his snap count from week one to week two, which was a short week because he played Thursday night. Now he's got, since he played Thursday night, he's got a little extra recovery time. He should be all good to go against the Atlanta Falcons. So I already like Daniel Jones. I'm going to like a lot of Giants this week because the Falcons defense is bad. So Barkley, workload increasing, massive talent, hopefully got some more rest, fire up Saquon Barkley. I can't imagine you benching him anyways, but if you're thinking about it because his first two weeks were rough, put the thought out of your mind. You drafted him. He's rusted. Matchup is finally good. Go ahead and start him. Two more guys. Two more running backs you want to touch on. I'll try to make it quick. Mike Davis for Atlanta. Cordero Patterson. He is the rage right now, right? Everybody's trying to add him up. You're listening to this on Thursday or Friday or Saturday. So Cordero Patterson has probably been uh, picked up already. Mike Davis still has the majority rush share. He still has a pretty solid target share. 16% 16% target share. That is not bad for a running back. And he has a good matchup against the Giants. Uh, in fact, I'm targeting this Giants-Falcons matchup pretty much on both sides of the ball. So Mike Davis, I like. And then James White. James White is just doing James White things. 20% target share on the season. Second most targeted player on the team. Second most carries on the team behind Damian Harris. So if you... Added James White. Heck, maybe he's still out there. Go take a look. All right. Running backs to avoid. Uh, This is with an asterisk. Elvin Kamara against New England. I'm not saying you have to bench Kamara. In fact, it's probably not smart to bench Kamara at all. But if you drafted him, you can't be feeling good right now. You cannot expect a huge game against New England. New England has been a pretty good defense. This game has like a 42-point over-under. So not great there. You have to start him, but stay away in DFS. But he might be a really, really good trade for target next week if this game goes south. Also avoiding Philip Lindsay. And maybe that seems obvious, but there might be some people out there because Philip Lindsay has been okay. He's been okay because he has scored a touchdown in each of the first two weeks. That's about it. He is only on the field for about a quarter of the snaps. He's not getting a lot of carries. He's not getting a lot of opportunity. He has just happened to find the end zone two weeks in a row. I don't think it happens this week against a very good Panthers defense, or at least what looks like a very good Panthers defense so far. 
We'll talk about them more coming up later as well. Okay, on to wide receivers. Favorite wide receiver of the week, Cortland Sutton. He exploded last week in Jerry Judy's absence. He was the wide receiver six on the week, and he didn't score a touchdown. He had, let's see, 159 yards, 12 targets, nine catches, great game, no touchdowns. He leads the NFL in air yards, so he is getting targeted the kind of targets we like. And he's got a good matchup against the Jets. Jets are not scary. Their wide receiver fantasy points against is not ideal if you look at it, but we have such a small sample size in the opponents they've played. Cortland Sutton, don't think about it. If you drafted him, you got a steal. Fire him up. Kenny Galladay, more Giants that I like. So Kenny Galladay leads the Giants in air yards and an average depth of target. He does not lead in target share, but he's got a strong target share. He's at 21%. Anything over 20% is very good. Sterling Shepard is in front of him right now. But he is playing on uh, over 80% of the snaps. He is looking healthy. We've seen no setbacks from that hamstring. If it's ever going to come, this is the week it's going to come. So I love, love, love a Daniel Jones, Kenny Galladay stack in DFS. And if you have either of them in your redraft leagues, I'm all about putting them into your lineup. Corey Davis. Uh, like I said, Corey Davis was one of my, like, uh, he was in a void last week because of the matchup in the Patriots and Bill Belichick and everything above. But don't panic. It was a predictably bad game against New England. It's not the best matchup against Denver, but it's much better. Don't panic. Go ahead and start Corey Davis. He should be just fine. I've got him as a low-end wide receiver, too. Very, very startable. Okay, avoiding the receivers I want to avoid. And again, everything here is relative, right? So take this with a grain of salt. But Terry McLaurin is somebody, I'm probably starting him. So by avoid, I don't mean bench, but avoid in DFS. Uh, if you're in a shallow league where he is a borderline option, it's just a, it's such a bad matchup. Not, I mean, it's a bad matchup for him, for the receivers. It's also a bad matchup for the quarterback. And I'm very worried about how uh, Taylor Henneke is going to perform in this. And that will obviously affect McLaurin. So I'm worried about McLaurin. I'm even more worried about Brandon Cooks against Carolina. The Carolina Panthers, their defense has been amazing so far. They've given up the fewest total yards, the fewest first downs, and now they play on a Thursday night. Davis Mills, the rookie, is coming in at quarterback. Sure, Brandon Cooks is going to get targeted. I don't think it's going to amount to that much. I could see him having double-digit targets and still finishing as a wide receiver three or worse. It. We'll just we'll see what it is. I have no confidence in Brandon Cooks. Jacoby Myers for the Patriots. Solid target share, but it's a big slice of a small pie. He's not doing a lot with his targets, and it's not that many targets. This is a game to avoid altogether with a 42, 42 points projected as the over-under total. So I'm avoiding that. And finally, I am avoiding the Detroit Lions wide receivers. Running backs, DeAndre Swift, fire him up. TJ Hawkinson, uh, yeah, fire him up. Jamal Williams, I'm even okay with. 
But Tyrell Williams, if he plays, and Quintez Cephas, I'm not going to play either of those against Baltimore. Uh, the Ravens are going to lock down the number one option. Uh, last week, they locked down Tyreek Hill. Travis Kelsey did his thing. Could be a similar thing this week, except for Cephas and Williams are no Tyreek Hill. So the combination of Marlon Humphrey and Anthony Averett, they should lock down the receivers. Uh, I'm okay with the other guys, but Lions receivers, pass. Tight ends. Tight ends I like. I like Austin Hooper, who has been very mediocre this year. Mediocre to solid, somewhere in there. Odell Beckham Jr. might be coming back, but we already know that uh, Jarvis Landry is out. With Jarvis Landry out, those are the kind of routes that Austin Hooper will take up. Those short to intermediate range, middle of the field type targets. That is Austin Hooper's area. So I like him. And as I mentioned earlier, I am banking on some positive touchdown passing regression from Baker Mayfield. Hooper could be the beneficiary there. If you want to go really deep, if you're in a deep league, take a shot on David Njoku. But Hooper is, he's the TE1 in Cleveland. And then two more guys, Dawson Knox. He is on the field. He's running routes. The Bills pass the ball a ton. You can do worse than Dawson Knox. I like him if you are a streaming type of person, streaming tight ends, and you are looking for a deeper throw, dart, uh, go ahead and go for Dawson Knox. And if you're going really deep, so this could even be a, a dynasty waiver pickup. But if, and this is a big if, but if Anthony Ferkser is out again, Jeff Swaim is a decent tight end, dart throw, blindfold, see if he finds a catch in the end zone type of tight end play. Every week, look at the tight end rankings. There's a couple guys in that top 12, top 10 even, that you wouldn't expect to be there. Jeff Swaim could be that guy this week. Uh, definitely not a must start or a desperation start that could find it. Tight ends that I am avoiding. Uh, just one to mention this week, it's Logan Thomas. And again, this is not necessarily Logan Thomas himself, but I really think that the Washington offense is in for a bad time traveling to Buffalo this week. Taylor Heineke is going to have a bad time. And Taylor Heineke's guy, as we saw last week, is Terry McLaurin. So McLaurin's okay, locked in on him, but I can't see Logan Thomas getting a ton of targets and the targets he gets, I don't think will be good. So he is my avoid this week. Okay, let's wrap this baby up with some defenses. I said I would mention Carolina. They have been just so good in every category. And maybe that doesn't last all season. But I think it lasts one more week because they are playing Houston with a rookie quarterback. So we, we all thought Houston's offense would be bad to begin with this year. And then they've kind of shown that so far. Tyrod Taylor has actually been surprisingly good, but he's not out there. It's Davis Mills. So fire up Carolina if they are available, which in a lot of leagues they might be, go out and get them. And then I do like the Cardinals against Jacksonville. I'm not sure what their ownership percentage is. I should have probably looked that up. But the fact that they were not as good in week two as they were in week one might have some people off of them. They play Jacksonville this week. They are a fine, fine play. 
They've got the, the D-line with Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt. They're going to be fine against the uh, rookie Trevor Lawrence. Um, and I just want to, last thing I want to mention, it is okay to start the Rams. The Rams are a good defense. I don't care if they play Tampa Bay. They're a good defense. It's okay to start the Chargers. The Chargers play the Chiefs. Chargers are a good defense. If you have a good defense, you don't have to fade them because of the offensive matchup. You can still get sacks. You can still get turnovers. That's how you get fantasy points for the majority of defenses. So never forget that. Okay, that is it for this show. I'm going to wrap this up. I kept it. We're just about the 25-minute mark. So I'm feeling okay about this right now. Trying to be more concise this week. Uh, follow me on Twitter at AA Larson. I like tweeting out random fantasy football facts throughout the week. And uh, occasionally I will do start, sit, threads, and all those types of things. Follow the show at The Process FFP. Uh, I put the show out there. Uh, more importantly, probably, if you're enjoying this, check out the website, theprocessfantasyfootball.com. My rankings will be up there. I typically update them on Thursday morning and then again on Saturday morning and then one more time on Sunday morning. So if you want to see my rankings throughout the week, check there. And most importantly, if you could, I would super much appreciate it if you would subscribe to this podcast, if you would rate this podcast, and if you would review this podcast, that would be fantastic. So thank you so much for anybody that's listening. And good luck in week three. I will talk to you next week.